And today, in honor of September being Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month, we discuss the importance of mental health and wellness in older adults. Speaking today with behavioral health professional Erica Waite, RNBSN, who works at Cedar County Memorial Hospital's Senior Life Solutions. Hey, uh, welcome to the program here this afternoon. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself and Senior Life Solutions. Well, yes, thank you so much for having me. And as you said, my name is Erica Waite, and I'm the program director at Senior Life Solutions at uh, Cedar County Memorial Hospital. Uh, so we are a, a Cedar County Memorial Hospital program uh, designed to meet the unique needs of individuals, uh, usually 65 or older. And um, we we see them usually uh, experiencing depression or anxiety uh, related to life changes uh, at that age, often associated with aging. Um, so as the program director, I'm responsible for directing um, and coordinating activities of the program staff to ensure um, quality patient care and also providing community education to create awareness of the program. So our team um, is, is uh, it, it consists of a program therapist, which is Kim Redlick. She's a licensed professional therapist, and she provides therapy to our patients uh, through group, individual family sessions. Um, and then we also have an office patient coordinator who's an LPN, and she provides quality administrative and nursing care for the program and patient support. So that's a little bit about what we do. And getting into our topic as well with uh, what is Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month here this month? Yes. So um, according to uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, there are actually, this is hard to even imagine, but there are about 130 suicides per day. Um, which is just hard to even imagine. So specifically in 2020, 45,979 Americans died by suicide. Um, And there were uh, an estimated 1.2 million suicide attempts that year. Um, So each year during September... Cedar County Memorial Hospital's Senior Life Solutions Program and, and others around the community, we work together to help bring awareness to suicide. Um, and we encourage education to prevent more lives lost. Um, so we raise awareness, we educate people about the signs that can indicate someone's having suicidal thoughts um, or maybe in danger of attempting suicide. We kind of tried to prevent suicide from happening. So this is Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. And so we kind of try to take a chance to stop, um, assess yourself, assess those around you to ensure that those who need help have access to it and aren't living at risk. Yeah, what are this, some of the ways that uh, people can get get involved that you're talking about? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so we ask to help spread the word through awareness, mm-hmm. um, support, advocacy activities. We we usually have uh, September 15th as a day that you can set aside to get involved socially. We ask everyone to wear teal and purple on September 15th, um, the whole community. And those are just uh, colors that remind people, hey, listen, this is a thing. Um, get involved. Create awareness. Um, we say, hey, send a thank you note to someone you appreciate. You never know that might be saving someone's life. Do regular check-ins with your family and friends to see how they're doing. And then the last thing is learn the warning signs to watch uh, for if a friend or family member may be in crisis. And what are some of those uh, warning signs of someone that uh, might be thinking about suicide? Well, uh, warning signs and risk factors, they, they actually do vary from person to person, but some of them include depression, um, prior suicide attempts, uh, m- feelings of, of hopelessness, uh, lack of interest in future plans, um, 
loss of independence or maybe a sense of purpose. Maybe you just don't see those anymore. Uh, maybe medical conditions that are significantly limiting function, functioning or life expectancy. Um, impulsivity uh, due to cognitive impairment. Maybe you're seeing someone who is really socially isolating. Um, family discord or losses. Um, maybe you see someone who's really inf- just a very inflexible person. Um, they're difficult. There's a lot of difficulty adapting to change. Or if, if there's any access to lethal means at all, um, whether it's weapons, firearms, that's an automatic risk factor. Uh, if you see them uh, participating in risk-taking behavior or just uh, daring activities, sudden personality changes, uh, medication or alcohol misuse or abuse. And then if you just hear them um, saying uh, threatening uh, words or verbal verbal suicide threats, such as, oh, well, uh, you'd be better off without me, or well, maybe I just won't be around then. Um, and then just giving away prized possessions. Those are all risk factors. So once we see some of those uh, warning signs, what can, can we do to support someone we know that uh, is struggling with those thoughts? Well, there's something called the Be the Be the One Two campaign, and there are five action steps you can take to communicate with someone who may be suicidal. The first one is ask. Um, just ask, are you thinking about killing yourself? That's a really hard question to mm-hmm. ask, and I think uh, you know historically we've we've always backed off from asking that. It's yeah. not an easy question, but actually studies are showing more and more that asking at risk individuals if they are suicidal, it does not increase suicides. It does not increase suicidal thoughts. And then you have that question out in the open. Keep them safe is the second one. Reducing a suicidal person's access to highly lethal items or places is a really important part of suicidal prevention. Um, That's not always easy. Asking the if the at-risk person has a plan and removing or disabling lethal means makes a huge difference. Uh, The third one is just to be there. Listen carefully, learn what the individual thinks and feels. Research suggests uh, just acknowledging and discussing suicide uh, may reduce rather than increase suicidal thoughts. Uh, The fourth one is just help them connect. Uh, Save the Suicide Crisis Lifeline, which is 988. Mm -hmm. That just got, uh, just got, uh, in in Missouri, that's the new number, 988. Um, save that on your phone so that it's there if you need it. And you can help them make that connection with a trusted individual, like a family member, a pastor, um, a, just some sort of friend or a mental health professional. Help them connect with somebody and then stay connected is the fifth one. Uh, staying in touch after a crisis or maybe being discharged from care can make a huge difference so they feel like they have somebody. Uh, the studies have shown that the number of suicide deaths goes down when someone follows up with that at-risk person. And Erica Waite joining us here on Double K Country with our update program. She works at Cedar County Memorial Hospital Senior Life Solutions and uh, goes into our next question. Why is it important to talk about the mental health and wellness specifically for those older adults too? Yes, well... Uh, we see that suicide rates are much higher in older adults, and the, the older you get, actually, the higher the suicide risk gets. In fact, in uh, adults 85 years or older, it is, has the highest risk of, of suicide. And so um, symptoms of depression and anxiety are often overlooked or, or unnoticed in older adults, and um, 
and and we see that the person experiencing those often just thinks that that's just a normal part of aging. Um, and that population we know is just growing more and more, more rapidly than ever. So older adults specifically need to know that they don't have to feel this way. That's that's not a normal part of aging. It doesn't have to become their norm. Um, in fact, according to a recent study by Mental Health America, about 58%, 58% of people age 65 and older believe it's normal for people to get depressed as they grow older. And and we've we've also seen that COVID has mm-hmm. has really specifically affected the older population. Many are nervous about leaving their homes, um, rejoining church communities, eating out, and this social isolation really adds to their anxiety and depression. So so here at Senior Life Solutions, we really want older adults to know that they are not alone, and there are ways to restore their quality of life. Yeah, there are. Uh, um for those older adults, a lot of different challenges, and those do affect their mental health. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, often, depression and anxiety, uh, we know this at any age, that it mm-hmm. comes about a lot of times by a significant life change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those feelings of sadness, guilt, uh, worthlessness, hopelessness, um, they, they occur because of a life transition. Um, and for older adults, those life transitions are uh, sometimes retirement, um, kids are growing older with their own families, maybe the physical abilities are different than they used to be, um, and or maybe it's they're feeling more dependent on others for care. So as we grow older, we're experiencing more life transitions, and these can be really painful and complex. Um, so... When we're comparing older adulthood to previous chapters in our lives, many changes uh, compared to compared to earlier compared to earlier times in our lives, those 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 changes occurred because of things we initiated, right? Um, But then we get into later adulthood. A lot of the things that we're experiencing are because of involuntary circumstances. We didn't choose those things. And, and change is hard even if we did initiate those changes. It's significantly different from having change forced upon us um, and all the other experiences we did not anticipate. Yeah. And uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, I know that older adults are reluctant to talk to their loved ones or their primary care doctors about the yes. symptoms as well with mental health distress, changes in mood. Lack of sleep, trouble eating—they have yes. they have these challenges. Yes, talk. yes. Um, the, those physical symptoms are are obviously the most recognizable, mm-hmm. um, the most apparent. They they're usually the symptoms that we can't explain um, away: headaches, stomach aches. Some of the ones you mentioned, uh, changes in appetite, um, maybe inability to concentrate or, or think clearly. Um, however, older adults don't often necessarily associate changes in one's physical health and functioning as possible indicators of depression or some sort of underlying mental health issue um, like anxiety. They, mm-hmm. they explain them away some other way. And if we're being honest, it's, it's not just older adults that have difficulty talking about mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Anybody does at anybody age. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really hard to bring up these thoughts and feelings. Um, Often people assume that having difficulty with your mental health is a sign of weakness, right? Um, 
that's it's somehow different than any other mental illness or any other medical illness, excuse me. Um, there's we think there's a stigma that's uh, placed on seeking behavioral health care. And, and a lot of times people don't know how to access that care at all, um, what treatment options are available. So here at, at Senior Life Solutions, we try to educate communities and just break down that stigma. Yeah, and can you elaborate a little bit more on some of the services your program offers, how someone would know if they're eligible to, to reach out for that program? Yes, I'd love to. Well, um, the first thing that would happen is a clinician from our program would provide a confidential assessment. We like to call it a screening uh, to determine if you or a loved one are eligible for the program. Um, it would include a, a very comprehensive assessment and then um, we would see if you would be eligible for group and individual therapy, uh, maybe family therapy, medication, education and management. And then what we call aftercare planning means we would continue to follow up with you um, where we would engage and support you um, even after you're let um, after what we say would graduate from our program. And so even though this is a group setting, um, we address each person very individually based on their very unique needs. Again, talking with Erica Waint at uh, Cedar County Memorial Hospital Senior Life Solutions. And can you talk a little about uh, referrals as well? Yeah, well, anybody can make a referral to our program, um, including self-referrals. If you want to call um, and and say, hey, I want to know a little more about your program, uh, primary care physicians can make refer referrals, specialists, family members, friends, um, any kind of community group, a pastor, a nursing, a residential facilities, anybody can make a referral. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, mention here this afternoon? Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to let me talk a little bit about our program and about Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. Um, you know, at Senior Life Solutions, we're very dedicated to reducing the stigma uh, surrounding mental health in our community. It's very, very important. Um, and we try to do this through education. Uh, like this broadcast, we try to highlight the progress of individuals um, who, you know, I've had many individuals in our program who have said, you know, this program saved my life. And uh, we love talking about that. We try to amplify uh, the voices of those who do have a need. And uh, most importantly, we improve the quality of life for the patients we serve on a daily basis. So, you know, if, if anyone listening would like more information, please do call us at 417 876-3653 and um, we can educate you um, about more about what we do, discuss support for yourself or a loved one. Uh, ben, thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, that's been your update program on Double K Country.